Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Calling Tau City. Turn on your radio. I know we had some words last time, but that was so long ago. I got your message. It was a little harsh, you know. It's still a little hard for me to hear. Please take it slow. Welcome to Starship Sofa, part of the District of Wonders network. Everyone has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours. I'm tuning in to your transmissions. I'm hooning, waiting to be found. And I'm building rockets. This is the Starship Sova, everybody. Welcome. Hello and welcome to show 683. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is fine and dandy. What a show. I'll tell you what's coming in today's show. We have the main fiction, Full Metal Grandma by Paul Alex Gray. That's coming up today. And we have our very own, yes, our very own Amy H. Sturgis. Looking back, genre history. That's all coming to today's show. I do hope you will stick around and enjoy it. So we'll jump straight in to Paul Alex Gray's story, Full Metal Grandma. This story first appeared in Mythics Axis, Myth Axis in September 2021. I, I don't know if I'm butchering that name. But Paul Alex Greer writes linear and interactive fiction starring sentient black holes, wayward sea monsters, curious AIs and more. His work has been published in Nature Futures, Andromeda Spaceways, Podcastle and others. Chat with him on Twitter at PaulAlexGreer or visit him at PaulAlexGreer.com. Now this story is narrated by Summer Brooks. Summer Brooks is a story addict who watches too much television. She enjoys putting her encyclopedia sci-fi geek knowledge to the test in discussions about sci-fi horror comics. She's been doing just that since Slice of Sci-Fi in 2005 and as co-host, producer and EIC and as the, the Babylon podcast from 2006 to 2012. Summer is also an avid reader and fantasy writer science fiction and thrillers with a handful of published credits to a name next on her agenda is writing an urban fantasy adventure fiction and a monster movie extravaganza she's also does narrations for tales to terrify and escape pod amongst others and has doing audio books in her site so starship sova is very proud to present full metal grandma by Paul Alex Gray. Houston's a mighty fine city. It's a damn shame it's getting nuked to dust in 60 minutes, courtesy of the alien rift shimmering over the shattered spines of broken skyscrapers. Two arcing pillars swirl purple and amber, easily a mile high, like lightning frozen in the sky. They're growing fast. When they connect, 
They'll open a passage for hordes of invading Kestazai, alien scum. They're ugly things, eight feet tall with gray skin like they need some vitamin D. They've got long, narrow faces and beady red eyes. They wear battle suits of some kind with a hole that lets their slimy, scaly, gross prehensile tails reach out. A mandatory evac order went out two days ago. The cash-strapped military did what it could to take away Tier 1 citizens. Rift.io was a startup that sprung like a vulture, sensing profit to be made. I'm a rifter, a gun for hire following the company from rift zone to rift zone, kicking alien ass and saving rich Tier 1 citizens who were too stupid to get away early. Two weeks ago, it was Seattle. Once this place is gone, I'll make my way to the next city and do it all again. I realized my figure silhouetted by the rift would make for an epic photo, so I send my cam drone up. I activate the LED symbols on my purple battle suit, machine guns, puckered lips, alien skull, and crossbones. I hold my X-87 exterminator bolt rifle above my shoulder in a classic rifter pose. The pic is epic. I run an auto filter, giving it a grimy look, and place my name in the corner, XOX, full male grandma, before uploading it to my fan channel. Sure you won't come with me, Jenny? says Destructicus. My fellow rifter's heavy battle armor is blackened in places by hits he's taken from Kestazai pulse cannons and grenades. He's customized his gear with scary-looking spikes. Destructicus is a fan fave, but his real name is Randy, and he's from Omaha. He used to be a trucker back before that profession went extinct. He's a good man, and he saved my bacon once or twice. All us rifters are the same. Most have gray hairs. Everyone's got something in their past they regret. Broken marriages cut off from family, bankrupt, drugs, drinking, convictions, jail time, everything. We've all made mistakes. I sure as hell made more than a few. There's a photo in my pocket, truly an actual photo, not just a file, of a little girl who keeps me going. Her mother won't let me see her, and that's fair, I suppose, but I make sure to send rift coins when I can. Stick with me, I say to Randy. There's still a bunch of rich assholes here. Super surge bonus. We could clean up. Sorry, Jenny. Too risky. A whine of engines tears over us as a rift IO shuttle sweeps down. Dust swirls as it comes to a halt. It's an old model. Patched up here and there. The company wouldn't want to risk losing new tech if the nuke comes a little early, so they're sending the junk they can write off as an accounting expense. Be safe, Jenny, he says. Don't stay too late. You got people out there that care about you. May not seem that way, but they do. I'll be fine, I force a smile. You take care, Destructicus. He salutes, and the Rift.io shuttle engines rise in tone as it moves up, zipping out west. I check my weapon. It's a good one, rented direct from the manufacturer. I'm getting late on my payments, though, and if I don't transfer some Rift coins soon, it'll lock up and a drone will take it from me. I'm also light on ammo. Just eight bolts. I weigh up my decision, then put in a request for ten more bolts, making the payment of 900 rift coins. I get a message that the delivery drone is inbound, and soon enough I see it drifting over the carnage. A message heralds its arrival. Share your passion. Post a vid selfie promoting Amadoro and receive a bonus ten bolts. That'll come in handy. I nod and the drone swings in front. 
its recording indicator on. I pop open my helmet visor, the marketing types like human faces, and put on my peppiest voice. Houston's a mighty fine city, and I hate to see it ripped apart by rifts. I'm here to kill some Kestazai scum before the biggest ever Texas barbecue, and the only way I'll do it is with Amadoro bolts, perfect for blasting rat brains. The cam cuts to a loading icon, then a green tick animates. The drone drops two bolt packs into my hand before zipping away. I check my Rift.io feed, skimming through the gigs. A small, human-shaped icon in the bottom left flickers, its count dropping as other rifters bail, catching rides out of the blast zone. They're missing out on the potential to make some serious rift coin, but they're also greatly reducing the risk of being annihilated in a concentrated nuclear strike. So there's that. Destructicus should have stayed. I scan the gigs, making my own calculations. Stay or go. The bounty for retrieving civilians flares up. Only one rifter sticking around. Me. 3,000 rift coins for any Tier 1 civilian rescued. I could really do with that sort of money. My loans are piling up and... I just had to upgrade my battlesuit on credit. No battlesuit means no civilian rescues, and that means the heavies will come after me. After they've remote disabled my weapons. I accept a gig, and a notification appears in my visor. Connect to Riftstream to share your heroism. Earn an extra 400 Rift coins as well as tips and gifts from the Rift.io community. I bite my lip, my finger hesitating above the AR button that floats before me. The 400 is nothing, but a good performance can mean a lot of viewers and the potential for big rift coinage. Then again, the community is full of trolls and weirdos. Last time I live-streamed, they kept goading me, calling me a Femo soldier wannabe. Like they dare say anything to me, IRL? I'd kick their asses. Ugh. I take a deep breath and agree to stream. I don't have to pay attention to what the douchebags say. A new drone whirs in, hovering before me, its red capture light glowing. A countdown appears on the tiny screen, and I get ready to talk. Three, two, one... Hey, Rifter fans, it's me, the Full Metal Grandma, your favorite gladiator for hire, coming to y'all from beautiful Houston. I open my arms wide and the drone auto pans, taking in the scenery of destroyed buildings and burned-out cars. As you can see, the city's had better days. I hope y'all are rooting for me. Army ships sailed, and there's a tactical strike inbound to take care of that rift. The drone pans, but it stays close to pick up my voice. Fifty minutes. Think I can rescue some civs? I glance at the feed, watching as the comments pour in. It's not bad. Words of encouragement and rift emoji, even a few tips topping up my rift coins. Couple of idiots, but not the majority. I break into a run, and the drone follows silently, its tiny red eye watching me. I push the battlesuit faster, careening up the wreckage-strewn street so quickly I think I'll fall. I had to backtrack after a mini-earthquake, caused by the rifts I'd wager, shook the ground so hard that a four-story apartment building literally collapsed and blocked my path. Took me ages to climb over a pile of trash to get around it. I came to Houston once, years ago. Family road trip. Back when I was still part of the family. We stayed in the little motel with a pool, drinking beers and eating takeaway pizza. My daughter wearing little floaties, jumping in again and again, 
squealing with delight till she came out goose-bumped, blue, and fell asleep cuddled in my arms. Thinking about it now seems like someone else's memory. Maybe it kind of was. Now Houston's about to disappear from the map. Another casualty of the rift invasion. I've heard that a new one is opening near Minneapolis. If I survive this, I can get up there, make some more rift coins. I even saw one that's been detected in Italy. Maybe I can make a vacation of it. Paris would have been nicer. I always wanted to go there. It got nuked last month. Maybe I should stop thinking about bullshit and focus on the job. I'm running seriously low on time, but I keep my demeanor upbeat as I keep streaming for my audience. Textbook foobar, I growl into my mic. 17 minutes till the area's shut down. Think I'll make it? I keep my eyes on the prize, the shelled-out apartment building at the top of the subdivision, as I listen to the comments. Grandma, please hurry. Don't die. You're my favorifter. This rift shit's better than any game. Let's watch this old bitch burn. The rift moji are filling the stream as my audience grows. An RPG, an APC, a bunch of spinning rifter logos. They auto-deposit, taking me close to 5,000 rift coins. Almost as much as this gig is worth with the surge. I make a payment to the Bolt Blaster Company and get a little thank you message. I might be running low on time, but at least no drone's going to take my weapon away. My Rift.io app guides me to the apartment building where the Sib's meant to be. My heart's pounding. Micro rifts have been popping up. Little ones that advanced Kestazai troops come through ahead of the real deal. I move careful, scanning for trouble. I can see the Buffalo Bayou River below. It was never a pretty river, but now it's just a stinking vein of trash and junk oozing slowly out to the gulf. I summon the app and recheck the gig. Target Civ is close. Some rich kid paying a full 24 times bounty. I've got hardly any time left, but if I can find the brat and get out with him... I'll hit jackpot. 48,000 rift coins. I ain't seen that kind of money in years. I could easily pay back the battle suit, take Randy and a few other rifters out for one hell of a party, might even rent a night in a micro-hotel with a bathtub. Most of it I could send back for my granddaughter. Where the hell's this kid? I say into the mic. Realizing that my viewer count's gone down, what with me quiet and all thinking about shit. You have to stay engaged, talking all the time, whether you're running through burnt-out hellscapes, shepherding residents into Rift.io shuttles, or shooting bolts into aliens. Check that building, Grandma. Bitch gotta get her money, la la la. Forget the kid, you gotta bail, shit's gonna get hot. Some of y'all think I'm in this for the rift coins, I say, as I stomp toward the building, and that might be true. I kick open a door and see a flicker of movement, switching my suit to thermal vision. But as it happens, I peer over the edge of a couch. I'm actually a nice lady that truly cares. The boy's there, cowering, all covered in dust. He looks a mess, probably been freaking out, wonder if he's going to get killed by Kestazai or blown up. Easy, son, I say, reaching my hand down. I'm here to get you out. OMG, he yells and leaps up, wrapping his arms around me. I haul him up, the hydraulics of my suit grinding as I check the counter. Nine minutes till shutdown. All right, all right, I say, eyeing him up. He's not a boy. Almost a man, really. Maybe 16. Green hair and metallic implants in his skin make him look a bit like a snake. What's with all the kids trying to look so weird these days? I pop my visor. 
Holy shit, that boomslang. That boy would have been wrecked without grandma. You a stream star, I ask? I am. I'm boomslang. You must know me. Oh shit. Oh, you saved me. I wish I had my stream gear. I got chased by some aliens and I lost my stuff. Hey, can I get on your stream? We're kind of short on time, you know, I say, guiding us outside. I summon the app and order a shuttle, accepting the extra fees and voluntarily adding a super surge to get a shuttle. Boomslang's dancing around, hopping right by me. He's buzzed as all hell, but he keeps motioning at me. I do a quick search and my eyes go wide. This kid's got close to six million fans. He's a true star. Hey, let's do that stream, I say, and he smiles. Just quickly, mind. I want to keep my eye on the shuttle. Sure, sure, he says, hopping and playing with his hair. Come over here. Let's get the rift behind me. I mean us. Okay, go. I sync with his account and activate a joint stream. Howdy, folks, I say with a cheesy smile. They say you should save the best for last, and Full Metal Grandma always brings the best. Take a look who I found a couple of minutes to midnight. Hey, he waves. Boomslang here, coming at you from beautiful Houston. Woo, woo. Now, I know you slangers told me it was a bad idea to come down to Houston in the middle of a rift flare. Boomslang, don't be cray. Boomslang, stay home and stream for us. Boomslang, you're too pretty to die. I know, I know, but I couldn't resist. I wanted to see it up close. It's so shiny. So anyway, the craziest thing. He prattles on and I keep a steely gaze. But really, I'm listening for the update on the Rift.io shuttle. We're down to three minutes and I'd sooner be out of here. Grandma's gonna be wrecked. Bye, Boomslang. You're gonna get burned, boy. Texas, bro! Despite the trolling, our view counts exploding, and with it, extra Rift coins roll in. Rift.io tells me the shuttle's coming in from the east, coursing in low, and I watch out for its light. The Rift pillars are almost touching. I think about what's on the other side, trying to imagine the world that the rat aliens hail from. A lot of people think they messed it up with pollution or war or something, so they're coming here. Not like our planet's doing so hot. We tried talking to them when they first showed up, but these aliens didn't want to talk. They just want to kill. A light appears south of the rift, growing brighter. The shuttle. Woot woot! Boomslang shouts. My ride's here! There's a sudden flash, and I watch as a rat alien steps out of a micro-rift, aiming a heavy weapon. No. I hear a thud as the shuttle takes a shell on its side. Smoke billows and it wobbles a bit, then straightens, still moving towards us. Was that? Boomslang asks and I can hear the fear in his voice now. Probably not the look he's going for with his stream, but the reality of an impending nuclear explosions obviously hit him. Down! I hiss as the alien turns to us. A shell zooms above us, roaring past the cam drone, and by the surge in comments I can tell it was close. I get to my knees and aim. The Kesta's eye comes into view, and I let... A full clip of bolts out, feeling a kick of satisfaction as its head explodes into a bloody pulp. OMG! Like, OMG! Shrieks Boomslang, and he starts raving to the stream, patting me on the back. My throat's dry, and I'm suddenly craving a drink, even though I ain't had one in years. She's kicking ass to the end! Granny, you're the true MVP! No way! They're making it out in time! Nice knowing you, FMG. You were my fave rifter. The shuttle swings up. Engines whining, smoke spilling, but it still seems operational. As it spins to a halt, I see one side is all ripped open and one engine's out, smoke puffing from the other. The robot voice comes in choppy. 
Single passenger only. Auto departure in 15 seconds. Boomslang's gawking at me, but I'm staring past him, out west where I know the warhead's probably already been launched. Just one rider. Shit. There's no way out from here. Well? The rift sparkles behind me, the pillars almost touching. Already the space between them is shining brighter, a blurry light masking some space behind it. Maybe there is a way out. Showtime, Boomslang, I say, hoisting him up. Get your ass on that shuttle. What? But what about you? Shut up and go. Get out of here. And look after yourself. No more dumb shit. Stop coming to see rifts. Y'all should make something of yourself and you. I say as tears well up in my eyes, remembering this whole thing is being streamed. You be good to the people who love you. Now get out of here. Grandma! He shouts, but the shuttle's already screaming away. Grandma, you're my hero. Such a sacrifice. Granny, oh no. I'm so sorry. There's 20 million viewing me live. 25 million. This is the big time. Global celeb level. The rift coins tinkle in so fast it's like a waterfall of cha-ching. I summon my smart wallet, direct it to transfer all the funds to my daughter's account. Every last one. A chime alerts me that there's 60 seconds till the warhead impacts. Well, folks, I guess this is goodbye. I turn to face the rift, shouldering my weapon and walking tall, getting the drone to record from a low angle so I look huge and silhouetted and super badass. I get up close, and I reach out to touch it, a tingle tickling my fingers. A few weeks ago, I shared a couple of beers, okay, more than a couple, with Destructicus, and we talked about what might be on the other side. He joked that it couldn't be much worse than here. A drone comes up close, focused on my face. I can see the capture of myself through my visor. Sorry to disappoint all of y'all that wanted me dead, but I've got some place to go. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll see me again. Behind me, the dying light of the day is little more than a red smear on the horizon. That and a burning white star, growing brighter by the second. I know what I'm doing is stupid. I'll probably die instantly or I'll make it through and the gravity will be super strong and crush me flat or I'll land right in the middle of a rat alien party and they'll tear me apart. But then there's a chance. There's always a chance. And that's better than dying here. I pump my X-87 exterminator, winking at the cam drone. Full metal grandma out, I shout, running towards the rift, shouting my final message. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
See y'all on the other side. And there you go, Paul. Thank you so much indeed. Oh, get back on the show, lad. Get back on the show. That was fantastic. Thank you indeed. And Summer, always a pleasure. Never a chore. Thank you, lass. Really nice. Lovely to have you on. So, it is our very own. She did. She had to remind us to put the put it in there. Don't forget, I've got a segment to come in this week's show. Amy H. Sturgis, Ims. Hello, my friends. It's time for another look back into genre history. I hope you are safe and well. I have been preoccupied of late, thinking about world events and most especially the fight in Ukraine against the invasion by Russia. And I thought today would be a good day for me to highlight ways to connect with and think about and access speculative fiction by Ukrainian-born authors. And since you are listening to me here, (laughs) speaking my flavored by multiple regional U.S. accents English, I assume that you may be interested in Ukrainian speculative fiction that has either been published in English or translated into English. And so what I'd like to do today is focus on some different resources that can point you toward some great speculative fiction by Ukrainian-born authors. So let me just get underway, shall I? First, I'd like to recommend two terrific website-based resources. The first comes from Future Science Fiction Digest. You can find Future Science Fiction Digest at future-sf.com. There at Future Science Fiction Digest is a list of Ukrainian-born science fiction and fantasy authors whose fiction is available in English. This is a blog post. It was first made on February 27th. 2022. It has been updated in March. And that post is by Alex Schwartzman, who is an award-winning speculative fiction author and the editor-in-chief of Future Science Fiction Digest. Schwartzman was also born in Odessa, Ukraine. This list is very useful for finding works by Ukrainian-born authors, works that were either originally published in or translated into English. And one of the great things about this post is that it also includes links to stories online on the websites of speculative fiction periodicals. So if you want to read your science fiction, fantasy, horror online, you can instantly go to some stories through those links. I would also recommend reading the comments because there are even more suggestions there. So you can find a lot of authors and find what kinds of works they write, short fiction, long fiction, and get some terrific recommendations from this site. So again, this is at Future Science Fiction Digest, and the blog post is a list of Ukrainian-born SFF authors whose fiction is available in English. Now, I'd also like to point you to another website, and that is Speculative Fiction in Translation. I have recommended this site before. It's fantastic. It's run by Rachel Cordasco. She has a PhD in literary studies. She works as a developmental editor and a translator of Italian speculative fiction. And in 2016, she started sfintranslation.com, and it focuses on genre fiction in all languages from all places that have been translated into English. Rachel keeps an eagle eye on all of publishing, so she catches short stories that are available in periodicals or in anthologies. She finds collections and novels. She's looking at all of it. And in that website, Speculative Fiction and Translation, there is a Ukraine tag, so you can find information on Ukrainian speculative fiction in translation. There's also a search function, so if you don't want to go through the tags, you can just type Ukraine right in the box. And just like the post at Future Science Fiction Digest, 
the posts on sfntranslation.com do include online publications. So it's a terrific way to find stories by Ukrainian authors in speculative fiction periodicals, too. So easy way to find links. You can just surf on over to the parent publications and read those stories there. So again, that is sfintranslation.com. Next, I want to tell you about a brand new podcast episode that I would recommend. It is from the Imaginary Worlds podcast, and it is episode 194, which just came out on March 16th, 2022. It is called, the episode that is, is called A Nation Dreams of Itself. It is hosted by Eric Malinsky, who happens to be a descendant of Ukrainian immigrants. And here is... Eric Malinsky's official description of this episode of Imaginary Worlds podcast, quote, The Russian invasion of Ukraine shocked the world, but this conflict was foreshadowed in Ukrainian and Russian speculative fiction. I talk with several fantasy writers in Ukraine about how they've used speculative fiction to break away from Russia's sphere of influence and why magic and folklore can be valuable tools to explore and defend their sense of national identity. I also talk with Ukrainian expats in the U.S. about how Russian fantasy and science fiction has grown increasingly imperialistic in recent years with fantasies of restoring a lost empire, end quote. So this episode features a roundtable of six Ukrainian guests. There's also a transcript posted at imaginaryworldspodcast.org if you want to access it that way. But it's a thoughtful and thought-provoking discussion about science fiction and fantasy and how ideas can be conveyed through both and identity can be conveyed through both, looking at both Russian fantasy and science fiction, and of course, Ukrainian speculative fiction as well. So I wanted to put that on your radar. That again is the Imaginary Worlds podcast, and the episode is A Nation Dreams of Itself, episode 194 from March 16th. Lots to think about there especially in terms of the relationship between science fiction, speculative fiction, and the world around it, how it serves as both a reflection of what's happening and, in a sense, a push in different directions, a form of propulsion, if you will. And lastly, I'd like to talk about a couple of books that I happen to have in my own personal library, and I've pulled them out to look at them again, in this particular moment that we find ourselves in of world events. And I would like to recommend them to you. The first is a part of the Fox Spirit Book of Monsters series. And so before I talk about the book specifically, let me talk about this series. They are beautiful books and really interesting. So the Fox Spirit Book of Monsters series is described this way. Here's the official description. Quote, they lurk and crawl and fly in the shadows of our mind. We know them from ancient legends and tales whispered by the campfire. They hide under the dark bridge, in the deep woods or out on the great plains, in the drizzling rainforest or out on the foggy moor, beneath the surface, under your bed. They don't sparkle or have any interest in us except to tear us apart. They are the monsters, forgotten unknown, misunderstood, overused, watered down. We adore them still. We want to give them a renaissance, to reestablish their dark reputation, to give them a comeback. Let the world know of their real terror. End quote. So these are dark, speculative fiction, genre-bending stories. It's all their straight-up horror, fantasy, science fiction, it's a little bit of everything in these books. And there are seven volumes, illustrated volumes, beautiful sort of coffee table books. And those volumes are European Monsters, African Monsters, 
Asian monsters, Pacific monsters, American monsters, part one and part two, and the final volume, the one I want to mention specifically, Eurasian monsters, edited by Margaret Helga Dotter, published in 2020. Now, each of these volumes features writers and artists from the regions described, telling their own stories, if you will. And Eurasian Monsters follows in this tradition by including fiction and art from creators from Ukraine, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Moldova, Poland, Russia, Hungary, and Bulgaria. Specifically, four of the authors are from Ukraine and one of the artists. These are dark, compelling stories. They pack a punch. Uh, let me just give you the first two lines from Sleepless in Inner Hadar by Yevon Lear. Quote, The moon was round as a silver coin on the devil's eye. Watching it was like listening to the echo of your own voice. At a certain point, you just lose it and crack up. End quote. Yeah, it's not playing around. So, great stuff. Wonderful series. Highly recommended. So, again, that was Eurasian Monsters, the seventh and final anthology in the Fox Spirit Book of Monsters series. Lastly, I want to recommend a novel that is science fiction, dark academia, gothic. It's everything that <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> and that is Vita Nostra by the Ukrainian wife and husband duo Marina and Sergei Diachinko. And that was published first in Ukrainian and then translated by Julia Maitov Hersey into English in 2013. Now, I should back up for a moment and say they are, the Diachinkos, perhaps the most famous speculative fiction Ukrainian authors in translation. And I would like to read for a moment from Rachel Cordasco's super important book, Out of This World, Speculative Fiction in Translation from the Cold War to the New Millennium, which was published in 2021 by the University of Illinois Press. I will talk more about that in a future segment because this is a, a very valuable resource for all of us who are interested in world science fiction. But I would like to, to quote here a bit from the passage about the Diachinkos. Quote, Their superb mixture of subgenres makes their work especially inviting. In their first two translated books, The Burned Tower, written in 1998, translated in 2012, and The Scar, written in 2012 and translated in 2012. The Diachinkos give modern fantasy a new twist. The Burn Tower tells the story of a truck driver on a lonely stretch of road tasked with delivering caged animals to someone on the other side of the forest. Picking up a mysterious hitchhiker, he is unexpectedly drawn into the world of an ancient curse, by what turns out to be a piper from ancient folklore. Ancient curses come up once more in The Scar, the story of an arrogant member of the elite guards who kills an innocent man in a duel and then must embark on a dangerous journey to undo the damage he has caused. End quote. She does go on to call Vita Nostra the work that has gained the Diachinkos the most attention in the Anglophone world. And really, from my perspective, I don't know how to describe Vita Nostra <laughs> without giving something away. It's a book that has to be experienced. The official blurb calls it, quote, a complex blend of adventure, magic, science, and philosophy that probes the mysteries of existence, end quote. And... Aliette de Bodard has written of this, quote, amazing book, Dark Harry Potter on steroids with a hefty dose of metaphysics, end quote. If you go to a site, for example, Goodreads, and see how readers have classified the book, you will see how wide-ranging, genre-bending 
blurring of the lines this novel is. It's listed under science fiction. It's listed under fantasy. It's listed under magical realism. It's listed under dark academia. You get my point. So if you are looking for A, a great read, and B, the opportunity to read some great speculative fiction in translation by authors who came from Ukraine, well, there's a good starting place. Vida Nostra from Marina and Sergei Diachinko. So just as a recap, I have recommended Vita Nostra and Eurasian Monsters as two books, one a novel and one an anthology of short stories that might be of interest to you. I've also suggested checking out the Imaginary Worlds podcast, the episode A Nation Dreams of Itself, episode 194. Also, the websites Speculative Fiction and Translation, in this case searching for or looking for the tag for Ukraine, and Future Science Fiction Digest, specifically the blog post, a list of Ukrainian-born science fiction and fantasy authors whose fiction is available in English. I hope that this has been of interest and helpful to you. I wish you happy listening and happy reading, and I wish peace for the whole world. I look forward to joining you again very soon with something completely different when we take another look back into genre history. Thank you. There, oh yeah, big squeezy hug, big squeeze. I was telling him about, and I don't think Ian as this moment has watched it yet, Severance. I don't know if anyone's watching Severance on Apple TV. Man, I love it. I love it. It's just so good. I mean, the the, the idea and the concept and... The acting, do you know what I mean? It's like, so like, when you watch it, you think, eh, what the hell's going on? It's so like, almost the day, day life of like an office work company, but it's it's fascinating, to be honest, I love it. Anyway, until next week, just like to say, good night from me. Thank you for listening.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.